Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 511 for the 18th of September, 2016. This week, Windows 10 was, to many people, the best version of Windows ever, and the anniversary update made it even better. Whether you agree with that or not, there's always room for change. The change might be an improvement if it does something you want or not. So this week, we'll take a look at some of the changes you can make to Windows 10. In short circuits, training for dangerous jobs is itself dangerous, and virtual reality's close cousin, mixed reality, is providing new and safer options. Umail has released what it calls the world's simplest free service for hosting and participating in conference calls. In spare parts, only on the website, Aristotle Insight takes a new approach to asset inventory and data network administration. And if a Windows update screen pops up on your computer, make sure it's the real thing before you proceed. A lot of people think that Windows 10 was the best version of Windows ever, and that the anniversary update made it even better. I happen to be one of those people. But whether you agree or not, there's always some room for change. The change might be an improvement if it makes Windows do something you want it to do or not. So let's take a look at some of the changes you can make to Windows 10. Now please note that the focus here is on the anniversary update, but many of the changes will also work with the original version of Windows 10, and some will work with Windows 7 or Windows 8.1. Let's start with the taskbar and the notification area. I detest desktop icons for starting programs. Instead, I use the desktop as a place to dump website links when I find something I want to review later. Yeah, I know there are better ways to do that these days, but it's an old habit. And because I don't use the desktop to launch applications, it is available for links. The Start menu is back with Windows 10, and it's improved in the Anniversary Update, but I use the Start menu only for applications that I run occasionally. I prefer to have the applications that I use frequently on the taskbar. This means that the taskbar fills quickly. Using small icons and expanding the taskbar to include a second line are two changes that I make whenever I set up a new Windows system. If this sounds interesting to you, just right-click the taskbar and choose Properties. To expand the taskbar to two rows, you first need to deselect Lock the taskbar. When you've modified the height, enable this again so that you don't accidentally change the size later. If you'd like the taskbar to hide when you're not using it, a feature that's handy on small screens, then enable Auto Hide. I always choose small taskbar icons because of the number of applications I place there. And guess what? The taskbar doesn't have to be at the bottom of the screen. Top, left, and right are all options. 
To save space, I always combine options on the taskbar and hide the labels. Some modifications of the notification area, which was formerly called a tray, are possible. This seems, though, to be less robust than in previous versions of Windows because controls aren't available for every icon that's in the notification area. By the way, check out the TechFighter Worldwide website. You'll see an image with numbered icons, one through three. And third, the multiple displays section has some new features for those who have more than a single monitor. That is an ever larger group because once you've had more than one monitor, few people will ever consider going back to just a single screen. You can decide whether to display the taskbar on all monitors, that's my preference, and then decide where the taskbar buttons are displayed. All taskbars, the main taskbar and the taskbar where applications are open, or only the taskbar where applications are open. Each of these has advantages. And try them all. See what you like. You might want to enable God mode, or developer mode. Call it what you will, this single icon gives access to nearly every configuration option that Windows has. In fact, it doesn't open access to anything that's not already on a menu somewhere. But some of those menus are pretty obscure. Create a folder on the desktop. Name the directory something. I've called it utils, not God mode or developer mode and at the end of the name, add a period and a globally unique identifier. You'll find that globally unique identifier, a GUID in other words, on the TechBiter Worldwide website. It is, of course, long and complex. Once you've done that, when you open the folder, you'll find more than 150 Windows control functions, some of which aren't available even in the control panel. These will be available at your finger, uh, well, at your mouse cursor. God mode, or whatever you want to call it, used to be a hidden trick that developers could use. First available in Windows 7, it continues to be available in Windows 10. Cortana is finally off the phone and on your desktop, but she won't listen to you unless you tell her to. If you'd like Cortana to listen, first make sure that your desktop computer has a microphone. Then select the search icon in the taskbar, open settings, click notebook, Yes, click Notebook, even though it's a desktop computer. Click Settings, and then Enable. Let Cortana respond to, Hey, Cortana. There are some other options here that determine how Cortana tries to help and what she remembers. Keep in mind that anything Cortana knows, Microsoft could find out. If this concerns you, just close the menu and move on. You might want to consider customizing the Start menu. By default, Windows displays icons on the Start menu in groups of three across. I have always considered that to be the wrong number. By selecting Show More Tiles, you'll convert the display to four icons across. This allows for easier mixing and matching of icons of different sizes. You'll find several live tiles on the menu. If you don't like them, just right-click each and then select Uninstall or unpin if you want to leave the application installed, but remove it from the menu. Now you can add any of your own applications to the Start menu, create groups that you like, and move icons wherever you want them. It is, after all, your computer, not Microsoft's. Although you can do a lot with the mouse, 
You can perform many mouse-related tasks with the keyboard, and the keyboard can do some things that the mouse can't. Besides, it's always faster to keep your hands on the keys instead of finding the mouse, moving it around, clicking, perhaps several times, and then getting your hands back on the keys. For example, press the Windows key and one of the left or right arrows keys, and you'll snap the currently active window to the left or the right. Additional clicks place the window in the center of the screen. The Windows key and the up or down arrow will maximize, minimize, or restore the window. Windows key plus tab opens the task view that shows each open task. Alt tab works just the way it always has to cycle through open tasks. If you have multiple monitors, the task view appears on each monitor showing only the tasks that are open on that monitor. Doubtless you're familiar already with Ctrl-C and Ctrl-V to copy and paste, and with holding down the Shift key and using the arrow keys to select text. I sometimes watch people who painstakingly select text with a mouse, then right-click it, then copy from the context menu and open another window, right-click and select paste from the context menu. The keyboard is so much faster. And there's the command window, also known as the DOS shell. It has been supplanted by PowerShell. In general, it's probably better to use PowerShell because it is much more capable than the command window, but it still knows what to do if you type one of the old DOS commands. If you do decide to use the command window, make sure you right-click on the title bar, choose Properties, and confirm that Enable Control Key Shortcuts is selected. This allows you to use Control c and Control v in the command window instead of having to use the old cumbersome method to copy and paste text. PowerShell is well worth an entire program itself, so I'm not going to go any further with it today. Finally, it's possible to have more than one default audio device. Actually, this isn't entirely new. If I'm using Skype for a call, I want the call to use my COS headset and microphone, not the audio in and audio out that I use to record and process TechBiter worldwide. So Lineout, which is a Sapphire 6 USB device, is my default recording and playback device, while a USB plug-and-play sound device, the cost headset in other words, is my default communications device. What do you think of the Windows Explorer's new quick access view? Maybe you like that feature. I don't. When you open Windows Explorer, Microsoft would prefer that I call it the File Explorer in Windows 10, it defaults to a new quick access view that shows your most frequently accessed folders and recently viewed files. Now here's a confession. I use Qdir instead of the Windows or File Explorer most of the time, but occasionally I do need the Windows Explorer or File Explorer. When that happens, I'm not looking for my recently viewed files. I want Explorer to show my computer when it opens. Then I can select the disk drive I want to examine. Well, this is pretty easy to fix. Open File Explorer, then select View and Options from the window. Once a Folder Options window opens, you can select This PC from Open File Explorer 2. Pick that instead of the Quick Access view. 
If you have Windows change the background image using images you've specified, the taskbar color may occasionally clash with the background. Oh no, the shame. Well, that's an easy fix too. Open the Start menu and select Settings, Personalization, Colors, and then turn on the Automatically Pick a Color from My Background option. Then enable Show Color on Start Taskbar, Action Center, and Title Bar. Okay, that was pretty easy. You may want to turn off the advertisements. Windows 10 occasionally pops up ads and promotional offers for Office. Now, that happens even if you have Office installed. Hello, Microsoft. I'm already paying you an annual fee for Office. Could you please stop telling me that I need to buy Office? You can't? Well, let's see about that. The Get Office app is installed by default. If you already have Office, or even if you don't and you don't ever want to see the advertisement, find Get Office in the Start menu, right-click it, and choose Uninstall. Poof. Done. You might want to do the same for Get Skype, if you have Skype, or if you don't have Skype and don't ever want to get it. How about virtual desktops? Linux systems have had virtual desktops for years. Windows 10 now has them. I'm still trying to figure out why I'd need them. Perhaps I'm not sufficiently well organized. Those who use virtual desktops tend to keep work applications on one, development tools on another, and personal and fun stuff on yet another. I just kind of clump everything together, so I don't use virtual desktops. Oh, and I have just updated a desktop computer to a notebook system that is being used as a desktop. The computer has a built-in 4K display, and it's attached via the docking station to two 1920x1080 screens. Previous versions of Windows would not have been happy about that. But that's because previous versions of Windows locked all connected displays into scaling at the same percentage. Now you can set the scaling for individual monitors. Just right-click on an empty space on the desktop and select Display Settings. You'll see a graphical layout of your monitor setup. Click one of the monitors and you'll be able to change settings for that specific monitor. When you think you've selected the right scaling percentage, click Apply, and that single monitor's scaling will change. Windows will also advise you that you should sign out and then sign in again to ensure your apps appear properly. Don't skip that step. Privacy settings may need review. When you install Windows 10, it's a good idea to select Custom Install. That allows you to modify privacy settings. If you've already installed Windows 10, just open Settings and choose Privacy. I recommend turning off the option that allows apps to use your advertising ID, but leaving the other three functions on. Smart Screen is a protective measure, and I think it should not be disabled. Many pundits suggest turning off the option that sends information to Microsoft about how you type. I leave that enabled because it allows Microsoft to improve spelling and grammar functions. I also leave enabled options to allow websites to provide locally relevant information based on my language preferences. 
The bottom line here is that Windows 10 is highly configurable. Make Windows your own. In short circuits, training for dangerous jobs is in itself dangerous, and virtual reality's close cousin, mixed reality, is providing new and safer options. Canon USA and Design Interactive are promoting what they call the M-Real system. M-Real stands for Mixed Reality. It is a virtualization tool that combines real and virtual worlds to combine realistic immersive experiences. Design Interactive will use the M-Real system to provide training for dangerous occupations. High-risk training refers to specialized training for tasks that involve a high degree of risk in terms of safety or cost, or relating to environments that are normally dangerous or inaccessible. The Emreal system's ability to immerse users in virtual scenarios while still allowing them to see the real world, including their hands, tools, colleagues, and an instructor, is uniquely suited to those kinds of requirements. Check the TechBiter Worldwide website. You'll see a couple of images, one on the left showing the real world and one on the right showing what the person who's being trained sees. Eileen Smith, director of the E2I Creative Studio at the University of Central Florida's Institute for Simulation and Training, says these high-risk environments are multi-layered and that those who develop the systems must understand how events will resolve themselves. Context is the key in training, Smith says. The Emreal system allows the context to be altered easily and frequently to challenge a trainee. Training involves three key components. The latest version of the Emreal system that was released in July and features an expanded field of view and higher resolution so that trainees will have an increased sense of realism, an updated version of the Emreal training management system that collects and measures performance metrics so that instructors can review the trainees' performance, and a plug-in for Unity 3D that enables instructors to leverage existing 3D context for training scenarios. If you'd like more information, check out Canon's website. You'll find a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. Umail has released what it calls the world's simplest free service for hosting and participating in conference calls. Users are assigned their own dedicated conference room. They can host a call by tapping a smartphone app button. Participants join the calls by dialing the host's cell phone number and then responding to a prompt. You might wonder how this is monetized. Well, you will be providing full access to your phone number by signing up. Oh, and by the way, the company also offers a premium paid version with a lot more features. Umail CEO Alex Colissi says that the service eliminates the need to dial into a special number and enter a PIN. It's high time, he says, to have truly effortless conference calls. The service includes Smart Announce, which eliminates the need to repeatedly record users' ID information if the call is dropped and they have to dial in again. Smart Summary is also included, 
This feature delivers an automatic summary of each call to hosts and mobile participants. The list includes information about who participated and for how long. Premium users can also listen to a recording of the conference. Umail's conferencing service replaces mobile voicemail with Umail's call manager. As an added benefit, it stops robocallers by playing a number out of service message, and it includes an automated virtual receptionist that can greet callers by name and responds to important callers with an automated text message linked to a digital business card. It can also automatically collect caller contact information. If you'd like more information about the Essential plan, the one that's free, check the UMail website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website. And in spare parts, only on the website, Aristotle Insight takes a new approach to asset inventory and data network administration. And if a Windows update screen pops up on your computer, make sure it's the real thing before proceeding. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.